Hi everyone, welcome to the 27th episode of In The Vitrine. My name is Nadia. And this is Danny. And today, well to be honest, we don't feel very inspired. <laughs> In fact, we are feeling rather anxious with all the news that's coming through on the coronavirus situation, that's fast evolving, that's closing down stores everywhere, that's closing down institutions. Mm-hmm. Even and the Met Gala is going to be cancelled. Right, and then closer to home, I mean, Ramadan um, is happening soon, and then the Gila Sarai Bazaar is going to be cancelled as well, always cancelled as well, and yeah, we're just feeling a little off kilter, mm-hmm. a little uncertain, um, and school's still in session, but somehow it doesn't really seem like it's in full session because we're doing a lot of things on online, like on Google Hangouts, on Zoom. So yeah, really strange times. Yeah, I think the mood is generally not very upbeat mm. and people are just trying to lay low. Mm. Even going to the gym or like any sort of social situation, it's like, am I better off just staying home? Yeah, and I think, you know, as everyone around the world has been talking about like social distancing and flattening the curve. Um, Somehow even the idea of going out to get some sunshine to kind of like take care of our mental health, our physical health, seems like, hmm, is that a good idea? Is that the best idea? So yeah, we're really not sure. And we thought um, in such uncertain times, you know, we just want to take comfort in things that will provide some escape. And we thought to talk about TV shows today and yes. some movies that we've been watching or re-watching on Netflix, on Amazon uh, Amazon Prime Video. And here are our picks, I guess. You know, And we'll try to make it really fashion by talking about <laughs> the costumes um, and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So let's start. Um, what have I been watching? So... Maybe I shouldn't start because I'm going to be talking about things I'm re-watching, which isn't very fresh. Uh, I can start with Danny Kingdom. will start. Yes. Yeah. So mm. Kingdom is a Netflix series that was made in Korea, in South Korea. And it is set in the Joseon period in like medieval Korea. And it's really a fantastic show. It It's kind of, kind of timely to now in a very weird, like obviously very exaggerated way. So the premise is that it's set in... in um, it's, a histori- it's a period drama in Korea. However, the, there is zombies in it. So there's this, like, plague, this epidemic that, like, kind of spreads throughout Korea. And the crown prince is trying to fight off the croonies and trying to, like, find the cure to this plague. So it comes from this plant. But what is really... Like what I really love about this show is the attention to detail for the costumes. And you can see the kind of hierarchy in social classes in um just in the Joseon period in Korea that has been a hierarchy for a very long time, not so much now. And how elaborate the men and the women in the court were dressed. And there is also a lot of like um very zoomed in parts of the show where you can see like the texture of the fabric and even the way that the king's corpse is mm-hmm. wrapped with this white linen cloth it's folded into this kind of like fish scales and just like the texture of the of the show is really luxurious and there's some parts that are very like uh, more humble materials like cotton that the villagers wear also are very even those ragged bits are also very, very beautiful. But one of the most 
um, outstanding parts of the costume I feel is the hats. Like the men are wearing this kind of like netted uh, hats. Some of them look like rabbit ears with two kind of um, feathers sticking at both sides. And if you read up about it, many of these hats again are showing like the different hierarchies of who is allowed to wear what and uh, what do different um, numbers or materials mean to it. So it's been, I know it's a bit dark because there's like zombies and it's a bit gory and but it kind of takes you away from like a much more realistic depiction of what an epidemic is. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Uh, not really my cup of tea to watch <laughs> kind of horror type films, but I know lots of people are watching Kingdom now. Mm. Uh, and I think it kind of fits the mood of the times, right? And it's always nice to like forget your own problems and, you know, just like indulge in someone else's something yeah fictional and and there's also this thing about like them them bending together Mm -hmm. to and even though they can't see any end to the plague and the zombies there's always like a cliffhanger in every episode and it feels like there's hope there's hope there's hope yeah yeah and there's something to be said about like you know the warmth of like a Netflix series waiting for you to just <laughs> yeah. binge watch and like return to the comfort of um, yeah these like TV shows that are so readily available to us now. Well, for me, I I thought of something you said earlier. You know, with in terms of the textures and how like the villagers wearing cotton or linen is different from the royalty. Yes, and that reminds me of how costume is something is a device that's used in TV shows and films to categorize um, the different characters. So, you know, they're always like the protagonists, the antagonists. Mm. Um, there's someone playing off the other person. Yep. And one of my favorite Netflix TV shows is Grace and Frankie. Oh, I love that one too. Yeah, so Grace and Frankie, if you don't know the story, is about two um, older women. It's Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin. Mm-hmm. Did I get that right? Yes, yes. right. Okay, good. Uh, and, you know, they are veteran actresses. You know, they were both in that show, um, Working Girls, right? With yeah. that Dolly Parton song, 9 to 5. Yeah. Oh, I love that song. <laughs> and I love Dolly Parton. Just want to put it out there. And, you know, it's really nice to see them kind of coming together to do this show. And, you know, they're just such vibrant characters, like, outside the show and within as well. So basically, they are two friends or frenemies. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what happened was that their husbands had actually been in this relationship with each other, like an illicit relationship. And eventually, they got together for real and basically left their wives. But they're still kind of like a close-knit uh, family. So they still get together and it's really funny to watch, you know, things yeah. unfold. I love Frankie so much. She's always wearing this kind of kaftans. Like, she's like a real hippie. Yeah. She's like smoking weed. Yeah. Doing all these funny things and saying all these funny things like, where is, what is the internet? Or like, I'm going to put it on the internet and just doing like very silly things and encouraging uh, Grace's character who's like a wasp mm-hmm. um, to kind of live life a little. Yeah. Well, actually, whenever I watch that show, I think to myself, when I grow older, I want to dress like um, Frankie, you <laughs> yeah. know, because it just looks so fun and comfortable and like, I don't know, crafty yeah. and um, beautiful as well, yeah. you know, and she has these like salt and pepper kind of curls going yeah. on, right, which are really beautiful. And. I remember when I first watched the show, I was like, wow, this is a show that makes me want to grow old. You yes. know, like, it makes me excited about yeah. being old. It's not, 
and then the problems that they face like not being able to like stand up from a seated <laughs> position and exactly it's really really yeah. fun and it's nice that they are such contrast with each other but they you know work well together as a team because you know just as Frankie is you know very bohemian and very like stuck in the 70s kind of dressing yeah. um, Grace as a wasp as you said you know she's always well has her hair well coiffed yes um, you know she has these like button down long sleeve shirts in like pastel colours yeah you just think that they're all like Ralph Lauren you know yes <laughs> you know and like with her collar like popped a yeah. little bit and and, you know, tucked into, like, really neatly ironed pants with, like, a belt that cinches at her waist. Uh, so it's such a fun contrast between the two characters. And I think the costume design for this show works so well to uh, tell us what each character stands for, to show us the different facets of, you know, their lives lived, but also to remind us that, like, we each have our own special... Um, characters, right? That, you know, can still work together even if they seem really different from the outside. Mm, yeah. Yeah, so Classic that's... Classic story. <laughs> right? Yeah, so I love that. And that reminds me of another show um, and one that I've watched, you know, numerous times since it, it first came out, uh, The Gilmore Girls. Mm. I really love Gilmore Girls because I felt when it first came out like, oh gosh, you know, I really identify with Rory, the daughter, and then there's Lorelai, the mother. And they are kind of like Grace and Frankie as well, you know, in that they are like a sisterhood almost, even though it's mother and daughter, because Lorelai had Rory when she was 16. Wow. Yeah, and you know, it's really fun to watch that show because like all the characters just come to life through how through their costumes and of course another really defining characteristic of that TV show is like the really um, speedy kind of conversations that they have Mm. Um, it's very much to do with uh, Amy Sherman Palladino like all her TV shows are like that so other TV shows she's done would be Pushing Daisies Bun Hits um, and The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel so all of these shows I love. I just love everything that, you know, this person does. And in re-watching Gilmore Girls recently, I noticed some things that I hadn't before, you know. So, you know, when you watch things, at first you're just like, okay, I'm just going to enjoy whatever is, is there. Yeah. But then every single time you rewatch it, if you do that, um, a crazy person like me <laughs> will do that, <laughs> then you pick out, you know, different things that you haven't noticed or hadn't noticed before. So I noticed that, for example, when Rory was growing up from, like, high school to, like, going to college, you know, her wardrobe changes. Um, It's not a show where they are, like, terribly fashion-forward or anything, you know, but the way that they dress, including, like, how they change their hair, you know, from, like, really long hair when she was in high school to when she was college, she cut her hair, it looks more sophisticated. They all develop the character. They all drive the plot forward. Um, They all speak to changes that are occurring internally, and also to the trends, you know, that might have been in place, you know, at each point in time. So, yeah, costume is really important. I mean, if we think about costumes, we usually think about shows like, I don't know, Sex and the City and yeah. Mad Men. Much more spectacular, right? Like, Gilmore Girls looks like a more everyday mm. people living their lives and the clothes that they wear with that. Yeah, but no matter what it is, you know, costumes play a, a significant role, even if it doesn't seem you know, very in-your-face or very noteworthy, mm-hmm. they still play a, yeah, a function or still perform a function. Yeah. And I know this 
was also um, this also reminds me of another film or like a film series um, you know about the Before Sunrise Before Sunset yes is it After Midnight is that the third one the trilogy yes that is with uh, Julie Delpy and Ethan Hawke yeah so when I was thinking about doing this episode with you I was thinking well there are also some TV shows or films where the costumes don't change <laughs> right and it doesn't mean that it isn't important still so I remember when I first watched um, Before Sunrise I mean I thought it was such a clever film and it was written entirely by the two actors and I remember that Julie Delpy was just wearing this one outfit it was like a t-shirt underneath a spaghetti strap kind of floor length maxi skirt Mm -hmm. you know and then she has this like flannel checkered kind of long sleeve shirt like slung over yeah yeah, uh, her shoulders and I think as the film progresses, it's just in one night. So it's not like she's going to change clothes yeah. or anything. They're just chatting. I guess I do have a thing about like chatty shows. Um, <laughs> but, you know, they're just chatting. But the thing is, as they move along, as they go from like day to night, I think she, you know, at some point took off her her shirt and kind of tied it around her mm. waist. And, you know, that kind of marks the that's, passing of yeah, time as well. That's very interesting, isn't it? Like, to... To show, it's almost like breaking that next dimension of like acknowledging that the viewer is spending that time mm. with the story. Yeah. And instead of pretending that a year has passed in the film, which hasn't, instead that the timeline is a lot slower than that. And so there's only one costume that just yeah. changes a little bit according to how you would experience a person next to you changing. That's right. And it's almost like a gestural kind of change. So it's yeah. not as if they have discarded any item of clothing, but it's like they are, you know, reusing or like using it in a different way, you yeah. know, and it helps us to be like, oh, okay, now we're in a different setting. Yeah. Now they have moved on to this. And I, I think towards the end of the film, you know, they uh, lay down in the in the grass and they had uh, a yeah. sleep or something. And then, so I think she also like, you know, put down her bag and took off something else. I can't remember now for sure because you know, <laughs> it's been a, a while since I've watched it. But... That's great because now I'm gonna rewatch it. Um, yeah, that's as I escape into, into the cocoon of like cocoon. all the things I love watching. In a more, um, in a similar but more extreme mm. sense, have you watched Russian Doll on Netflix? I love Russian Doll. Oh my goodness, I love that um, opening theme song. You know the oh yeah yeah gotta <laughs> get up. Yeah, oh, that's such a yeah. good song. Yeah, and for a while it felt like an anthem for me. Like, yeah. yes, we gotta do that, and like it's like oh, Groundhog yeah, yeah. Day, right? Yeah, it was right? really good. Yeah. So the um, the premise of that show also is that she's just like reliving this day yes. over and over again. And I read something with the costume designer, and they said how they had to purchase the same jacket, like mm-hmm. I think five to seven, um, of the same jacket because she was wearing it for every single episode Mm. and that was just so interesting because even to create this like continuity or this like idea that something is exactly the same yeah um how costume designers have to circumvent that idea as well yeah that's so interesting i also love the costume that one of her best friends wears it's um maxine she has this one line in every Mm -hmm. day that she says like Happy birthday, baby! And she's wearing this amazing top with yes. Like oh, a, and I love her hair so severe. Yeah, and yeah. her eye makeup so good. Yeah, yeah, I was obsessed with her look. Okay, now that you've spoken about this, it reminds me of another show as well, where 
you know, it's like they tell the story from the different perspectives of the protagonists. Have you watched The Affair? No. Okay, so it's on Netflix as well. And um, Another one for the Netflix. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. We're just giving you really good recommendations here. You're welcome. <laughs> um, so it's The Affair. I don't know now the names of the two characters. Perhaps you could help me look for it while I'm talking. Um, but pretty much it's about these two people who have an affair with each other. And what I love about this show is that they have, like, one character tell the story or, like, the show unfolds through the eyes of one character and then in the second half, it unfolds through the other character. But it's, like, the same sequence of events. Mm. The interesting thing is that because it's from two different perspectives, it's, like, the same day or the same event, okay. but then it's two different versions. Yeah. And sometimes it looks like they're wearing different clothes as well. Oh. Or they have different hair because they remember oh, it they differently. they remember it differently. That's so fascinating. It is so fascinating because the first time I saw it, I was, it was a bit jarring. I was like, no, wait a minute, that's wrong. Like, you know, she was wearing that. But I'm like, aha, uh-huh. it's actually subjective because it's about, you know, two equally valid or equally invalid perspectives, right, of the same events. Um, so wow. That's yeah. interesting. So it's very interesting that they use costume as, you know, one of the tools to uh, signify to us that, like, you know, there are always two sides to a story and, you know, nothing is really set in stone. And, you know, the thing is, when you watch the first perspective, you are just so like, okay, that's what happened. Okay, that's what happened. <laughs> and then after that, the second person comes in, you're like, no, wait a minute, that's not what happened, you know. And it's really about, like, which one you saw first that seems really convincing because it seems to introduce to you the problem or the event and then you kind of want to go with that. So it's like a, a very fascinating kind of journey, yeah, through the plot. So I really like that show as well. Mm. Mm, and more from a costume designer perspective, there's yep. another series that I've been watching called Abstract, The Art of Design. Okay. And one of my favourite costume designers, Ruth Carter, who did the Black Panther right. costumes yeah. and a lot of Spike Lee's costumes is featured in one of them. And the amount of research that goes into her costume designs mm-hmm. and how they make the actors feel. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really a great example of how how little things can help the actors to embody that character that they're trying Definitely. to convince the audience that they're playing. Yeah, so good. Yeah, very good. Actually, thinking about period dramas, um, sometimes I watch things that, you know, just... It just makes me feel transported to the time that it portrays. I don't know if you've watched the show called Call the Midwife. No, I have not. Oh my god, you're in for a treat if you haven't <laughs> because it's so good. Call the Midwife is... Um, I don't know what it is, an ITV drama, I think so. Uh, so it's a British drama. It's set in the 1950s mm-hmm. in East London. Mm. And it's about this group of women who live at Nanata's house and they are midwives, so they deliver children. Um, in this like poor part of um, of England, and you know they just pretty much wear the costume that they do. So it's like this blue kind of nurse's outfit with a really beautiful scarlet red cardigan over it, and then their hair is always perfect, like perfectly coiffed. So it's a group of midwives. Some of them are nuns, and some of them are not but they all live in Nonata's house. Mm-hmm. And what I enjoy very much about this is um, the contrast between what they wear to work and what they wear after work. You know, when they go um, to dances or to mm-hmm. dinners, um, on dates or like to exercise class. And 
it's quite a long running series now and it's so wonderful to see how you know the characters come and go and you know they change what they wear subtly over the years mm. so it's a wonderful series and if any of you haven't watched it please do it's so good <laughs> um yeah so i think you know that's pretty much our short list of shows that you can watch and how we have enjoyed not only the plots but also you know the really crucial role that costumes play in making the stories come alive um, and also captivate us and you know make us sort of focus on the show because I know for me I have a bad habit of like having a window open with the show and then doing something else on the other <laughs> and it really takes a lot for me to be like okay I'm gonna just watch the show mm. and enjoy all aspects of it yeah um so yeah I don't know sign yeah. of our distracted times like but noise yeah I really enjoy having like the noise of tv shows and films in the background as well it's really nice companion um, to doing other more serious things, I guess. So that's it. That's our list. Uh, I'm sure down the road we are going to be talking more about TV shows and films. But for today, that's all we have. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If you like what you listen to, please subscribe to us on SoundCloud, Spotify or Apple Podcasts. We would really appreciate it if you left us a review as well. Um, and of course, as usual, any images that relate to each episode will be up on our Instagram account at in the vitrine. Thank you. Until the next time. Bye-bye. See ya.